What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. Hello, hello. Devin, what do you got for us today? There's a great scene from the miniseries, John Adams. Oh, have you seen it, Dustin? I have not. I've, oh. I've, I've seen bits and pieces, but not, not the whole thing. So good. Yeah. Um, early recommendation, even before the quote. There you go. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Blast it out right at the beginning. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You guys can stop listening now. Um, Paul Giamatti, uh, Laura Linney. It's amazing. Um, but there's this great scene where he's, he's an envoy to France. Uh, Benjamin Franklin's there, and... But he's also, they're trying to get things done, trying to get their help, yada, yada, yada. But he's sitting around yeah. with with uh, aristocrats and, and the fancy upper echelon of France, obviously, before they had their revolution. Um, and they're asking, like, uh, what what have you been doing while you're here? And he's very, like, frank, or at least in the movie. You know, he's, he just yeah. tries to, he's try, trying to get stuff done. And uh, ben, ben Franklin's like, uh, take it easy. Let's let's just settle down. Yeah. You know, it's not the polite way to be. And blah blah blah. And, and they're kind of making fun of him because they're like, oh, have you been to the opera yet? And whatnot. He's like, no, I don't have any. Like, I don't have the ear for it. And they're like, oh, oh, he doesn't want to go and see our arts and blah blah blah. And this is what he says. Um, right. I think this was originally a letter to um, Abigail Adams. But in, in the in the story, this is where he put it. So he looks around and he says, I must study politics and war that my sons may have the liberty to study mathematics and philosophy. And my sons must study mathematics, philosophy, geography in order to give their children the right to study painting, poetry, and music. And then after he says that, they all kind of sit around, and the one guy translate, and they give him like a little like he's got like they, like, they kind of make fun of him, like oh, he's got it all figured out. But then they give him like oh, well said, like <laughs> right, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, talk, we got talk. you, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'm here doing business for my future generations. Right, I have to study <laughs> politics and war. I don't have, I can't do opera. I can't do the arts right now. Right. And then my sons, they can do a little bit. You know, they can do math, philosophy, geography, natural history. Yeah. And eventually. It, down the line, all that work gives your kids the right, the right to yeah. to be makers, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, we have. Yeah, I mean, we have a country where we can make things and we can, you know, and mm-hmm. be like have self expression and and put out stuff and not be afraid to, you know, say what we want to say or do what we want to do and make what we want to take make without mm. you know without the fear of persecution yeah and it's um grand yeah, scheme just, but you know yeah yeah no you think of like the ukraine ukraine situation and when things come down to it all of a sudden they're going to go through that that yeah. transformation those those like early nation struggles if they can struggle through it I mean, it's, it's the thing you just got to be thankful for what you have we always talk about that we're always it's yeah, constantly right. the thing that our, our parents harped on us, but yeah. So you have all this 
time leading up to you. It's like, okay, so now, yeah, we can sit around, bitch about small things, but we can also study painting and poetry and music. Right. And we should uh, take advantage of that. Yeah. Make something. Be makers. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like you know we can we can do all this without the without the uh, fear of persecution, but that's not completely true because then you get all the trolls. So <laughs> they're still out there persecuting, but, <laughs> but it's they're not going to kill us for our opinion. <laughs> yeah, right, mm-hmm. exactly. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that does like you know it's. I mean, we don't come from means, you know, so it's not like we're we're living a life of ease, but we are able to you know, do things that we love on our free time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I make enough money and be able to, you know, feed my family and take care of them and pay my bills. And then also use some time to make them th- some things we love. And we have this awesome Avenue of YouTube that gives us the ability to do that. And at the same time, make some money and put it back into things we love, you know? So it's a, it's a blessing to be able to like create something like this where we have people who are willing to watch and, you know, and a, an avenue like YouTube that 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 you know gives makers and people who are willing to put a little bit out there you know something back for their for their troubles. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's fun. <laughs> so here we are. And speaking of first world problems, yeah, get my new white shoes all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been I've been searching for. Uh, um well i used to have this uh i always liked the the leather nike whites with a black swoop like i I used to all i had my wore those for like i don't know 10 years or whatever and then then they stopped making them Ah, really they don't they don't sell them in that style right so then I switched to Adidas because it's kind of the same style, but just with right. the Adidas stripes, and it's it's fine. Yeah. But then I couldn't even find those, <laughs> so I finally <laughs> found a simple pair. And uh, getting a little muddy tonight because coming home it was it was, it was rainy. But I don't mind because right. I also hate super fresh white shoes. <laughs> really? Because I feel like people are going to judge me. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a sneaker head. Like this is not. I yeah. want them to look a little worn in, but just. A little better than my other Adidas that look like they've been, you know. Really worn in. Yeah, I mean, my, <laughs> yeah, my pinky right. toe sticks out in those. <laughs> the whole side's blown out. <laughs> so I think maybe the rain was perfect. It was just enough. Give me a little splash, a little bit of dirt. Get some life into them. <laughs> yeah, it looked like they're broken in. Well, it's like the the boots that I've been wearing, the Golden Foxes. You know, that's their, one of their things mm-hmm. is like we make this out of a certain type of leather that is, you know, it's it's designed to be supple enough and like forgiving enough that it will take on some marks and things, but not completely ruin the finish. Right. So you're not like making a really pristine glossy finish that you get one scratch and you're like, you're distraught about it, you know? So they have this kind of, you know, a little bit matte finish that is really nice and clean looking, but it ages really nicely. So it takes, you know, you can kind of scuff it, but they don't leave crazy deep scuffs. You can kind of just rub it with your hand. It kind of works back down, you know? So it's like, they're really nice. They clean up really nice and I can, you know, kind of wipe them off and they take on this life of their own. And like, there are some spots where my like jeans have like worn and, you know, it's a little, a little shinier and you know, <laughs> they just, they're getting better with age. So that's right. But, but they're brown boots. It's a little different from white shoes. I don't know. For me, it's funny that you say that you would like, you don't want them to be that white. You want them to be, have a little bit of a life tone. Yeah. Yeah. For me, yeah. like white shoes, like they gotta be white. 
don't know. No, but yes, <laughs> I just feel a little self-conscious. I mean, I don't want to run through a freshly cut field and then have right. <laughs> get them green. green. <laughs> but I like a shoe that looks like it's been worn. Um, the great thing right. about the Nikes that I used to get was the uh, around the rim or the heel or the, you know, until it becomes leather was black. Mm-hmm. The bottoms were white and the sides were black and then everything else was white with a black swoop. So, so like that the, that the, was the rim around the bottom was black. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that's nice. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah it's perfect because you could still keep the whites white, and that right. that that black would keep its you know it's not going to get dirty. Yeah, but nice. I think they stopped that. They were like, oh, this this works too well. <laughs> They're so buying one yeah, pair every ten years. Yeah, you can keep it nice and clean on top. <laughs> but uh, no. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I know we walked out. I didn't realize it was raining this evening while we were shooting down in the shop. I heard like shh, I thought maybe it was wind. I was like, "Is that rain?" I opened up. I sure enough, it was pouring down rain. <laughs> I was actually a little concerned because when we were getting ready to start the podcast, it was really loud here in the studio where I'm where I'm you know recording. I was like, "Man, it's gonna." I was like, "Are you gonna be able to hear that?" But it slowed down, so we'll see if it picks back up. You guys might be able to hear the rain here in Baltimore. Maybe it'd be nice. Yeah, uh, rain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the only time. It's it's funny. I hear people say all the time that they really enjoy like sleeping to the sound of rain. Yeah. And uh I don't know. It's like it doesn't to, when I hear rain I feel damp. You know, like <laughs> maybe that's just from being like a lot of a lot of years like usually when we hear rain it's cuz we're camping and you hear it on like the tents or on the tarp above yeah. you. Know? That's just like ugh, it feels like moist and damp. I'm like eh. mm. Even if I'm in a, like a warm, you know, like a comfortable house and like the windows open in the summer, even still, it's like it's yeah, I understand it, and I kind of there's a part of me that's like, ooh, that's nice, you know, like a, a rain <laughs> sound. But really, it's just I'm like, nah, I'd prefer just no rain and just the sound of the nighttime peepers and stuff, you know. It's like, nah, I'm nah, I, I like the sound of rain, maybe on a tin roof if you're lucky. <laughs> rain on a tin roof. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice. I guess. I th- I feel a f- uh, I feel cozy. There it is. I don't know. Can you hear it now? No. No. Okay. Well, I can't. I but I can't hear much. Well, because I have a so sorry to jump in your story, but I have a tin roof on top of the um or whatever metal roof on top uh, of the right, smithy, right? And right, right outside the studio is where the smithy is. So I'm getting all that like on it right now. So just fine. Yeah. Um. No, that, that was it. I, I feel, I, I guess I feel comforted, like cozy, because you kind of know you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, we're in in now. Oh, okay. So I feel a little cozy, you know, because you're not, there is no option. Like, maybe I should go outside, maybe we should do, st- no, it's your end. Just just stay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not sold. <laughs> I'm not sold on it, the whole rain on a tin roof thing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's part of me that's like, yeah, it's nice. You know, I understand it. But there's another part of me that's just like, eh, just feels like rain. And I'd rather it not be raining. <laughs> well, there you go. You got stuff yeah. to do. Yep. Speaking of stuff to do, you been up to anything fun this week, Dev? Or last not weekend? Not really. <laughs> not really. Other than, you know, putting on some molding, right? Yeah, doing some sports. Doing some work, uh, did some uh, or some baseboard. I didn't do it yet, baseboard, but I have the tools okay. thanks to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna put that down. Um, and we got some other stuff to do. I uh, oh, I did. 
I went to Harbor Freight for the first time as a like homeowner. Oh, really? Or as someone with more than just an apartment, you know? Right. Yeah. And oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> as great as it's always been. But it was even a little better because it's <laughs> so much more. You're like, oh, I can get this for the shed. Yeah. This right. is for outside, and I wanted to get some. I wanted to get some nice hanging outdoor bulbs, like the 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 ones that my parents had, our parents had on the on the other deck. Yeah, yeah. We have in the in the smithy. Yeah, yeah. Like the ones that hang down in our in our um, incandescent. I I made the the mistake of going to Walmart and looking around and finding LED ones and thinking, well, maybe they'll Uh, be maybe they'll be good and like soft and. They're getting close, but we plugged them in. They're way too bright and way too harsh. Yeah, right. It's just that's not the look I want at all. So I went to Harbor Freight because that's where uh, Dad got them, and mm-hmm. they're great, man. They're heavy duty, and yeah, they're really. They were nice. hang- it's, it's cheap too. It's like twenty five bucks or something for a string of the lights. You know. Yeah, so nice and warm. We're gonna run it from the porch across the across the house into the other porch. It'll be cool. Oh, nice. They have on both porches. Sweet. Yep. My whole thing kind of lit up nice and warm. So you're going to have it like going around, around the railings on the, on the other porch? No, just the top. So on the top of the one porch, across yep. on the, you know, under the gutters all the way gotcha. across. Okay. And then and then across above the door. Oh, right on. Nice. Above the kitchen door. So you have that like corner with the lights mm-hmm. on. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'll be cool. So good party setup, I like it. Yeah, I love, uh, so so. <laughs> oh, and I replaced the other floodlights that our parents had on there because they were always the corner. So, remember, we turned those on, like boom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like construction <laughs> floodlight. It was the worst. Yes. <laughs> so I got some soft, warm lights on there, and then and replace. I'm just I'm just going around replacing lights everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, uh, get your, your, you're not trashy lights. Not uh, trash. just, just yeah, <laughs> right. LED trash. Oh, <laughs> I don't care if it saves us five dollars a year. I'm not putting them up. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, know. I do. I I do appreciate the indoor LED bulbs now that are warm. Yeah. Like right. they've gotten them down pretty good. Yeah. And the fact that they last like ten years, it's fantastic. Yeah, and the ones we have, I mean, we have, you got a pack of them, which we have in the shop, and they match the incandescents, like, perfectly. Yeah, they the they really, warm. Yeah. yeah, they're getting them nice now, but mm-hmm. but just the glass bulb, where you can see what normally would be a warm filament, outdoor yeah. ones, just couldn't hold up, so. Right, right. But. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, you know, it's like when I flip on the LEDs, the little, uh, you know, magnetized, like, um. LEDs that I have on the grinders and stuff, they're always like so blue compared to everything else, but right. it is what it is. So I remember yeah. when, when I first got them, I was like, oh, they're so blue. Like they, they give awesome light, you know, like that's what they're for. They're, they're, they serve a purpose. It's not yeah. for looking pretty. It's for giving a ton of light to that specific spot where I need it. And I remember like talking about it with you and you were like, uh, you know, we were like saying how they're so different, you know, they're so blue compared to everything else. And you were like, <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, they're your lights that you're using, so. They are right. what they are, you know. Just, just going to use them. Like, yeah. and, and now that I'm used to it, you know, it's not so bad. It's it's actually something right. something kind of different to look at, a different yeah. color profile. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and they're so bright. I iris way down every uh, time. Right on. I have to shoot it because sometimes if I'm shooting wide, 
whatever's in your hand is kind of blown out because oh, okay. those, those lights are so bright. So when I zoom in, I drop it way down to get it to be able to see and everything else around it's really dark. But, you know, it looks it looks fine. I want to get the, um, like, Mareko Mamasi talks about these little uh, clip-on lights, kind of like the O-Light that I have that has the little pocket clip. But he, he got buys them from Amazon, and they're super cheap lights, and he clips them on to the filters of his respirator. Mm. And since those two filters are, like, right there and they're kind of t- tapered together, that he clips them onto those filters, and then they point. he points them straight ahead so they're focused on exactly what he's looking at. <laughs> so, like, the light is on his respirator, so he just, like, puts that on and then, like, looks, and, and the light's always right there. You know, it's always exactly where he wants it. Huh. Every time I'm, like, moving around the little light to get it to go where I want it, I'm always like, oh, man, it'd be so nice to have something that was just, like, right where your eyes look, the light is, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, so... So I, uh, yeah, n- not much. Just yeah, general stuff. Right. Oh, I got in a. Well, I guess legally I can talk about it. I got in a bit of a car accident. I didn't even tell you that. Mm-mm. Um, what got in a car accident. Um, it was so quick, but my rec. rec- well, anyway, either way, someone kind of hit me, and I I kind of hit them. It ended up being. <laughs> it, Ended up being the side of their car torn up, and the front right of mine barely anything. <laughs> like the truck, I mean, that's a great thing about trucks; they can take it. Yeah. Um, it's just some scuffs on the bumper and the plastic, and a little bit of the grill. Right. The plastic chrome is like one spot; it's cracked like an inch, so it's not bad. So yeah. you know, knock on wood, pray maybe maybe our insurance won't go up because they might. You know, anytime the front of your vehicle's hit and, like, the side of their, you know, it's, like, not yeah. good for Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I, you know, in a perfect world, maybe I could have avoided it, but right. he also could have done something different, but that's not what they're going to take in account. Yeah, right, exactly. But anyway, so I had that, and luckily I didn't have to claim the truck, at least. So I you're just, just leaving it, like, the stuff, you're not, you're not going to fix it or yeah, no, I mean, I, I might fix one on my own, but I'm not going to yeah. claim it for insurance. I mean, they're just, right. like, scratches. So I'll probably yeah. buff out on the metal, yeah. um, maybe not do anything on the plastic and if I want to replace a grill. But it's not that bad. It's only one little spot. So Yeah. yeah. The, tr- the truck's driving fine. And, and the, right, exactly. But yeah, that, if, that just, kinda, if it's just cosmetic, then. Yeah, I, I don't mind. It's a truck. Yeah. But I was more frustrated because I was going to get dinner. For oh, um, <laughs> guy, guy, friends of mine came over. Guy and Abby came over, right? And they had the baby, and then they were actually watching my daughter while I went out to get food. <laughs> and by the time we came back, it was like getting dark and cold. So everyone, like, we had planned to hang outside, you right. know, and, yeah. and have a nice time outside. And then by the time I got back, I'd deal with all that BS. It's like oh, they're heading inside, and I was like, ah, damn, they had to leave like <laughs> soon after. Like, oh, well. Jeez. <laughs> we tried to oh. hang out. Little guy, man, you see the, the video of him walking? That's so cute. No, I, I see, I've seen him. He took a few steps at our house the other oh, night. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, I guess a uh, guy, I forget, maybe Abby posted, I think, on Facebook. Uh, just him, like, walking around the little living room, like, mm. doing this little, like, scream, like, Wah! It's so funny. And like guy, guys holding up like this plastic bottle up in the air to get him to walk. You know, he's like, here, if you can come mm-hmm. over and get it, it's all yours. He's like 
hobbling around a little bit, and it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so nice once you start walking. But anyway, yeah, I'll be going uh, tomorrow. The last thing what I'm doing is tomorrow helping guy flipping a house. I'm going to go down and help him tomorrow morning. Nice. So working on some house stuff. But you, what have you been up to? A lot of axes and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so uh, when we talked last time, the last podcast was uh, two Sundays ago. And that was right before, uh, well, that was the Sunday leading up to St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day pod, yeah. So I had finished up all the schoolwork that I was super busy with. My wife is still was still down in North Carolina, um, you know, helping take care of everything, getting everything set up for the funeral for her grandfather. Um, so last week I had, um, so, you know, kind of busy week. I went down on Friday to North Carolina. So Corinne and I um, took off work on Friday, like had a nice kind of fairly leisurely morning, had some breakfast, packed all of our stuff. Our buddy Sean came over and drove us over to the light rail um, we took the light rail down to Penn Station and got there nice and early, probably like half an hour before our train. We had everything already like done, so all you had to do was go over to the little kiosk thing and scan it, print it out our, mm-hmm. our tickets and stuff. And we sat down and we we're doing some drawings and hanging out and talking and stuff. And and then uh, so we get on the train, super smooth train ride, like everything went really well. It wasn't packed at all. We were able to sit wherever we wanted. It was, like, really relaxed. We both had fully charged, like, Bluetooth earbuds. So Kern was watching YouTube and her videos and stuff and, you know, cartoons. And I was watching uh, The Last Kingdom. You ever watch The Last Kingdom? A show, Netflix show about the uh, the um, Danes, the Vikings coming to England and then the battle I, for, like, England. I think I did watch some of it, yeah. Yeah. Super good. It's a really awesome show, and I actually read the books before I saw the show, or I read a bunch of the books, and then the show came out. So um, I was watching that, so just kind of hung out, watched that, read some books, had some snacks and stuff. So it took about six and a half hours or so to get down to Norfolk, uh, which is uh, North Carolina. Um, so we get down there, and... Um, on the way down, we were going to be meeting Nicole, my wife's father, so my father-in-law, and then her uncle. They were flying down from her father from Vermont and then her uncle from New Hampshire. So we're flying. they're flying down. They're meeting us in uh, – they were going to rent a car and then pick us up. So they're flying to Norfolk in that area whatever. And then they're um, – wait, Norfolk? North Carolina? Is it Norfolk? Uh, whatever. So <laughs> – um, so – I, I'm kind of texting with them occasionally um, over what we're going to do because they were going to pick us up. They were they were going to get in at like I think 5:30 or something, and Corinne and I maybe 5:15. And Corinne and I are going to we were supposed to be getting into the train station after seven, so like you know 7:15 something like that. So they're kind of texting with me. I'm texting with Howard. And he's like, you know, let me know. We're, you know. He and Dave were going to get some food at this one place or whatever. So he's like, what do you think? They were going to get some, like, shawarma or something. And um, so, you know, Corinne is is a picky-ish eater. She she likes a lot of different stuff, but she usually doesn't like things all mixed together with sauces and whatnot. So so hmm. we looked around at, like, some places nearby, and there was, a, like, a seafood place. They had fish and chips. So I was like, okay, well, you know, it, can you we can order this stuff from here, and if you could just pick it up on the way from where you guys are to the train station where you're going to pick us up. And he was like, okay, sounds good. 
So he's like, all right, that's fine. So we're good to go. And then like he texts me like 20 minutes later. He's like, okay, well, we decided to not go to this other place. We're going to get sushi over here. So find something nearby there. I was like, all right, uh. I already looked through. I already had to search an area and find something the crew would like. I'm like, okay. So, and then he's like, well, and then he texts me like 10 minutes later. He's like, well, actually, we're going to go to that place that you guys wanted to. So, or something like that. I forget what it was. And so, so, um, so I'm like looking for another place and trying to figure something out. And then he texts me like five minutes later and he says, I lost my ID somewhere at BWI because they like had a lay- layover in BWI in Baltimore and then flew down to Norfolk. Um, oh. So he's like, I lost my ID and they won't let me rent a car. Oh. <laughs> so he couldn't Why get could- the rental car that they, that he had. And apparently there were no cars. Like, so the reservation that he had for a car, they could, they wouldn't honor because he didn't have a license. <laughs> and, which well, is funny because I didn't think about it till later, but obviously that makes sense. Like if you don't have a license, you can't. Yeah, they they want to see that you can drive. <laughs> you can drive, right? Even though he like ordered it and reserved it, and whatnot. So and my but father there wa- there wasn't any cars because car anyway. there were no cars there. Yeah. So, but, so yeah. this this is like a Seinfeld situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyone can Where just take. He's like, anyone can just take. He's like, I placed a reservation. She's like, that's right. He's like. But there's no cars here. She's like, that's right. <laughs> you have to hold the reservation. Yeah, anyone can take a reservation. Anyone you can just hold take. the reservation. <laughs> She's like, I think I know what reservation. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, anyone can just take one. You got to hold it, grab the it in the, <laughs> <laughs> the holding. That's the important part. <laughs> so, so he texted me that. I'm like, okay. So he said, Nicole's going to come from the Outer Banks. It was about an hour and 20 minutes or so. She's going to come and pick us up. Oh, my gosh. So then Howard texts me again. He's like, okay, we're going to take an Uber to the place that you guys wanted to go to, which is like the seafood restaurant. (laughs) Um, And he's like, you know, why don't you, or or whatever, like, and then then we'll (laughs) order the food before we go, and Nicole picks you up, and we'll have it ready for you. I was like, great, sounds good. (laughs) And then he texts me again, like five minutes later. He's like, we're actually going to go get sushi. So maybe you can find something near where we are again. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, at that point I was like, don't worry about it. You know, like we'll just get some fast food on the road after we pick you up. Just to just right. forget about it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, just pick one spot. Like <laughs> bad enough that like we go, you're like, first you're going to go to one place and then you find me somewhere else. Then you're going to go somewhere else. Then you don't have your ID. So we can't take the car. And then we're going to like go somewhere. It's like, Oh my goodness. So much. Sick. So, um, so Nicole, uh, so but, Corinne wait, and I, go ahead. Wait, so during this, but you were still in the, tr- you were still we're on, the, on train. the train. Yeah. So at and least so, you weren't, at least you weren't sitting there. No. Yeah. And up to this point, like everything's gone super smooth for me and Corinne, just like super easy morning. We got to the light rail. We got to the light rail early, you know, we were like 10 minutes before the train came. So we got the train perfect. The train was empty. Then we got down to the train station. We were there early. We got on the train, tons of room. It was super comfortable. And then we get into the train station early. So we're like about 20 minutes early. So we're there at six fifty-five. Um, Nicole is going to pick us up around seven thirty, seven forty-five, right? Cause by the time she heard that Howard had lost his ID, 
it was already like it wasn't enough time for her to get there right when we would be getting off the train so she was mm. going to be picking us up about 7:45 so we had about 45 minutes to kill so um Corinne and I decided to walk from the train station to um the uh to like the kind of food district area so it, you know on the map it looked like it was pretty close and actually the Norfolk Tide do you know the Norfolk Tide is the baseball team mhm that we walked around their stadium Cool. So, um, yeah, so we walk around. It takes, it took us maybe like 25 minutes or so to walk, maybe 30 minutes to walk to where we were going. So by the time we got to where the food and stuff was, it was a little bit longer, but you know, it was light out and it was fine. We were like still like having a good time. We had been on the train. So we were like, let's take a walk. It was really beautiful out. So we get over to this place where we're going to get some food and the places, it was like this kind of indoor markety bar restaurant area so we go in and the one place didn't really do takeout so there's an ice cream place there so we got some ice cream and we're waiting and i just texting nicole i'm like all right well we're not at the train station we're at this other place so she's like okay i'll be there in a minute you know like she had missed her 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 uh, exit or something so she picked us up and i could tell she was like all stressed out <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like ah, it's like it's okay you know everything's fine she's like yeah, but now we gotta go over here so then she like types puts in the uh, into the GPS where she's going to pick up Howard and, and her dad. And we get on this like highway and it's kind of out of the way where I thought they were. And then I realized that Nicole had put in the airport, um, mm. you know, address. So I'm like, no, they're not at the airport. They're at a restaurant. <laughs> so she's like, Oh no, I didn't know that. And I was like, I just kind of assumed that she was maybe talking to them as well. You know? Right. So then we had to hop off the, <laughs> the, uh, the highway and get back, you know, go back downtown and picked up Howard and, and like I could tell, she was like all stressed out, and she was all like upset about everything. I was like, T- "Calm down, it's okay. Like everything's fine. You know, we'll just pick him up." And she was like, ah, "I've been around my mom for too long. Like <laughs> her mom's very Type A, very like everything is you know kind of stresses her out. Like she can she can relax, but everything is on her mind all the time. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, ah, I've been around my mom too long. I'm like getting all stressed out. I'm like." All right, you're back around me. Let's just chill out. It's okay. <laughs> like, you want me to drive? I'll drive. So we, like, switched off. I drove. We, like, picked up Howard and Dave. We go back. We stop and get some food. We make it back to Howard's um, hotel. So he's staying in a hotel. We go and drop him off. Um, you know, we're like, okay, you know, sounds good. Whatever. Hopefully they'll let you in without your ID. He goes in. He takes all his bags in. We're, we kind of wait in the parking lot for maybe two or three minutes, three or four minutes, something like that. And we're watching. He's up at the front desk talking to people, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right, well, it looks fine. So we dream, we we leave. We go out, and the hotel's only like 10 minutes from her grandparents' house. So we're trying, driving down the road. We get about three or four minutes down the road, and Howard texts me and says, they won't let me have my room because I don't have my ID. Oh, my gosh. I was like, Ugh. and I'm like, I say it out loud, and Nicole and Dave, and I'm like, no, he's got to be kidding. And I was like, are you joking? He was like, no. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so we turn around we go back and we pick him up uh. and like we like we we're joking about you know getting beers and stuff like getting back to nicole's grandparents house and having a beer and, and he was like no i'm just going to bed this was like earlier so uh <laughs> i like i pull up and i roll down the window i'm like oh you really wanted that beer eh and he like walks he like barely even makes eye contact or any like reaction to what i said he like walks over he's like opens the trunk puts his stuff in the trunk and gets in he's so pissed off he was like so <laughs> angry at this point like he's like ah fuming and he's, he's like yelling at the woman at the front desk and she like called the manager to make sure you know to like double check to see if they could do it but like 
they wouldn't let him have the room without his ID, without his picture ID. Oh, he's so angry. That's yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something. Well, that I guess it, for one, it depends on the hotel. Yeah, right. But to say, look, here's the credit card I I yeah. did the order with, and he had all that. Yeah. There will be no one else with my name coming from my room. Right, exactly. If I can't get in, I have nowhere to go. Right. And I am not going to pay whatever cancellation fees right. you're going to try to put on me if I leave here. Yeah, so not exactly. only will I not have a room, I will have to pay you money to not have a room. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sure he that's said all that. That's why he's so angry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm- He's like, I want to yell at her. He's like, I actually did. He's like, I apologize, but <laughs> he's like screaming, like. Ah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we pick him. We go back and we can pick him up, and we're like, all right, well, let's, you know. He's like, well, there's a Holiday Inn down the road. He's like, let me call them and make sure they'll let me have a room, you know. So he calls, and it's like an automated message, like you know, well, you know, please hold for four minutes or whatever for until someone to talk to. So we like just drive to the hotel. We get there before he even gets through to somebody. And he's like, he just gets out of the car. He's like, I'm leaving my bags in the trunk. And he just walks inside. <laughs> he's like, and then he comes back out like three minutes later. He's like, all right, they'll let me have a room. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this poor guy. Right. I mean, if you give stuff. him a credit, if you give him a credit card that works and, yeah, you know, right. and at most places, it might, yeah. yeah. The first place was kind of like a hoity toity resort, you know, hotel area. Mm. So, but there was like one, there was, we drove in and there was, literally one pickup truck in the parking lot like this parking lot for a hotel one vehicle is all we mm. could see and they wouldn't take it <laughs> probably not they're not taking people's uh you know no ids but the holiday right. was fine with it so like yeah sure so yeah maybe you know what maybe he could have talked his way in if he hadn't already had a bunch of issues yeah right like his his anger his idol his anger idol was already just sitting at a five Right. He was already yeah, like exactly. he was already worked up. So instead of starting at a one when right. something goes wrong at your hotel, where you can maybe you can get some sympathy from him. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you kick off at a five yeah. and you bump up to eight right away, and then they're on the defensive and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. "Well, I don't want to help you, sir. You know this yeah, exactly. is not no, how I should be it. treated." <laughs> and yeah, I exactly. said no, and that that. But if you would be like, "Ah, oh, please, it's been such a long day. I have my cards. I mean." Yeah, I can right. do this. I can maybe, can I rent another room if you have ones open that can, you know, I can actually use and I'll, right. even, I'll, I'll even pay the fee for the other one. But I just really, it's been a long day and kind of just yeah. stay here and I'll, I'll write you guys a great review and, you know, you yeah, know use a imagine. little bit of that. Yeah, can't, when you go in to get a room, like, do you really need an ID to get a room? I guess you can't just pay for a room. I guess not. I mean, you, I think you I mean, can. To, to take the reservation, it would it's make sense. <laughs> you would need an ID, right? Because this is who Anyone, I am. well, I guess, <laughs> see, they took the reservation and they held that bitch They hard. held it. Yeah, they did not let it go. <laughs> so, sir, we cannot just give the reservation to anyone. Then <laughs> He's like, I have the credit card that I paid with. They're like, that's nice. <laughs> You're like, if my twin shows up, kick me out, please. I'd like to meet them. I will yeah. go. I will leave your hotel immediately. So that was Friday. Um, that was like an all-day thing. So we got down there. It was like 1030 by the time we got to Nicole's grandparents' house. So, you know, left. I guess we left our house at, at 1115 and got there at 1030. So all day to get down to North Carolina. Um, 
so you know we're there and then you know it was nice like nicole's cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff were all there so we got to see everybody hang out for a little bit went to bed got up in the morning had breakfast and then went to the funeral which was nice you know it was a nice service and lots of people there we got to meet a whole bunch of people we had to stand in this like receiving line you know after this after the funeral Mm. Where you just like stand in a line and people just walk up and you know shake your hand and say you know their condolences or whatever it's like oh man it took forever that that's <laughs> tough those are tough yeah yeah exactly because then like you know the people they're like saying the same thing over and over again there's like 10 people oh. line say, you know and you're saying the same thing over and over again and everyone's like oh you know everyone's saying the same thing to that people because they're like oh you're you're this person that I've talked to your grandparents about forever. And, like, oh, and they keep saying the same thing. You're the blah, blah, blah. You know, like, yeah, that's me. You know? like, her brother, David was right next to me. And they were like, Oh, we, you're the one we all prayed for so often. Cause he's in the Navy. You know, it was like, he's like, that's me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the other grandson. It was like, receiving. Huh? Yeah. That's but, a little different. I wouldn't, I don't know if I, but it's hard. Everyone wants to. Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants to give their condolences. It's it's just it's so difficult all around to figure out what to say. I, I mean, I hate hate going to funerals. Yeah, not only because it's just it's a sad affair. When someone's older and it's they've had a great life, and then it's a little it's less hard because there's no right exactly. But I mean, when it's a serious deal, oh, it's it's. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, I just give hugs. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, set, just tell them I'm sorry, tell them I love them, give them a yeah. hug. That's that's about all I can do. That's all you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I didn't, I didn't really think about it at all while we were there. But you know, this is like, um, you know, the Outer Banks, North Carolina, the area that they live in is very much like a upper middle class, white, you know, um, older retired people, and so it's like the entire, you know, 180 people or whatever it was at the funeral. It was like no masks, you know, we're all indoor, we're shaking everyone's hands. They're like coming straight mm-hmm. up to us and like hugging and, but it's funny. I didn't think about it at all. Not at all mm-hmm. until like the end. And I was like, oh, that's right. And cause like, I think my mother-in-law mentioned something and my brother-in-law was next to me too. He's like, they're like, oh, we need hand sanitizer or something. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it, you know? So it's like, there's, and there's like food everywhere. Everyone's eating and like, <laughs> Well, yeah, I think it's we are in that day hopefully, age, hopefully not. Yeah, it's hopefully it's under control. Yeah, I mean, as far I mean, as like, once, you know, we didn't I, I, so. I actually was watching just for pure, uh, I don't know, torture. I'm watching the State of the Union, oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it was you know I wanted to see it, and and then yeah. like three minutes in, my wife and I both realized we, no one has masks. Yeah. Like the left or the right. I was like, oh, oh okay. I guess it's done now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're all like doing their thing where they're all shaking hands with the president, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, man, if, they, if they're giving up on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've finally gotten past it somewhat. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, so did the funeral. That was, that was fine. And then we went back to uh, Nicole's grandparents' house and went down to the beach, hung out there for a couple hours. And, and then... Uh, Went back to the house and had some food and hung out and it was really nice. It was just like everyone's around, you know, like it was by that point it was just family and then close friends, you know, mm-hmm. so it was really nice to see those people that, you know, we all know and love and be able to talk about stuff and commiserate and, you know, and then just have a good time, just celebrate life and celebrate being together and tell stories and stuff. And mm-hmm. so it was really nice and 
Mm-hmm. So that was Saturday, and then and then Sunday morning, we just kind of got everything ready, and then we had to leave at I think ten thirty to take Howard and Dave to the airport. So Nicole, so my wife had her car down there, and so we drove them back to the airport, and then drove home and got home at like seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like spent all day Friday traveling. Saturday was really nice. It was kind of relaxing. You know, it was a funeral and whatnot, and all the everybody getting together, and then right back on the road Sunday. But, um, so let's say, well, let's see, how long ago would it have been? My wife and I have been together. We started dating in 2001, and it's 2021 or 2022, right? So that was 21 years ago. Um, Shortly after we started dating, probably the summer after, um, we went down to North Carolina to Nicole's grandparents' house to like stay, go down to the beach, you know, for a weekend or something. And on that trip, um, so Nicole's grandfather was like the handyman of all handymen. Like he would make everything, do everything. He'd fix everybody's cars, anything that need be done. He was like, he was that type of guy where if like something was broken or someone mentioned something, it had to be done right away there was no waiting for him you know it was like (laughs) i'm gonna get my tools i'm gonna fix it It doesn't matter what it is like he was he was never like idle he was always like doing something fixing something like putting something together you know like and that was just like his entire life so um so he had a a really nice shop but also he was a a kind of a hoarder you know so it was like he just (laughs) had tons and tons of stuff um, you know, this, this two car garage that was completely full, but also like built up with tons of cabinetry and like tons of, you know, everywhere that there could be, you know, like a space, it was like taken up by either some type of organizational thing that he built or made, or just a box full of stuff that was labeled like all, you know, plumbing parts or, you know, it's like tons and tons of mechanics tools because he worked for GM and retired from GM and, you know, fixed cars. And, you know, he just did everything like, especially with cars. It was like back in the day where people would rebuild engines. So he had, you know, like tools that were meant to scrape out the gasket, you know, ring housing in, in whatever's <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, he'd have like three of them because you know, it was right. like something you had. So um, so 20 years ago, 21 years ago, I met him for the first time and and like ogled over his awesome shop. You know, it was like, <laughs> look at all this stuff, you know, years and years. At that point, it was just years and years of accumulated stuff. It's like anything you need, it was there. And on his bench, on his workbench, he had a Wilton Bullet Vice. And at that point, I, I like had just started learning about Wilton Bullet Vices. I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. He's got a Wilton Bullet Vice. So, you know, it looks like a four-inch jaw, Wilton, maybe three-and-a-half, four-inch jaw. It's not like a giant one, but, you know, a good size and every man's Wilton Bullet Vice. And, uh, and so... I looked at it and checked it out. And, you know, at some point during that trip, you know, I remember kind of going down into the shop cause it was the, uh, like their um, laundry was down there as well. And then it was also access to this kind of downstairs room as well. So, you know, I kind of walked my way through there and I spent maybe 10 minutes. So just kind of looking around and looking at all the tools and stuff and, and ogling over this Wilton bullet vice, which is super nice. <laughs> and, and, uh, so over the last 21 years, you know, I've talked about it and mentioned it multiple times that like, I love that vice. It's super cool. I love his shop. Um, within the last, like I'd say seven or eight years when his health was starting to fail a little bit and, you know, the end was eminent, you know, like at some point they knew they started having conversations with Nicole's uncle and cousins and stuff about, 
the shop and about all the tools and stuff and what we would do when you know when the time came to help you know put everything to kind of organize everything and and then to see who wanted to do stuff with with what so at this point you know five or six seven years ago i had been married to nicole now for you know multiple years and have known their family and all and and so all of our family including her uncle who's a mechanic or you know spent most of his life as a mechanic her cousin dan who's also a maker loves building stuff he's built a couple um uh, stand up paddle boards out of wood and uh and then her brother and you know her other cousins and stuff all these people who have more of a claim to their grandfather or father's tools than I do but mm. I've been kind of just like slowly over the years just hinting at the fact that like I love his tools I love the shop I'm happy to help you know come down and do my part to help organize stuff if I could get like a portion of those things right and kind of acquire some of that stuff and they were all like perfectly happy with that they knew that you know Obviously, like, especially in the last five years or so since we've been doing YouTube, you know, they really know that we, you know, I'm a maker and I have all sorts of stuff and I love doing that. And even before that, you know, with woodworking and metalwork and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so fast forward to this past weekend, we're there at the shop or the, the evening we get there, this is like 1030, we get there on Friday night and I walk in, you know, we, we pull up. My brother-in-law, who I haven't seen in like three or four years, he's there. So I can say hey to him. My, you know, Nicole's cousin Dan is there. I say hi to him, and I walk into through the garage because that's kind of they're open in through the parking lot or the parking you know area. You go in through the garage and you can walk up into the kitchen and whatnot. So I walk in and Wes, her uncle, is there, and I like see him and and I like glance. Apparently, I glance toward the bench with the bullet vice because I always do because I always look at it when it's there. <laughs> And he like says before he says anything else, he's like, "I saw you glancing over at the bullet vice." <laughs> so he like knows, you know. Like, <laughs> I was like, "I can't help it. I love it. It's always been there." And he's like, "And so I say, hey to him, whatnot." And then uh, Sunday morning, uh, before we go, I'm upstairs. It's kind of a, I guess, a split level, right? So you walk in one, and it goes either downstairs to the basement or upstairs to a second mm -hmm. floor. The the living room and and kitchen, and also like a little breakfast nook in the TV room are all on that middle level. So I'm there getting ready. We're getting ready to leave. It's probably like 10 o'clock or so. We're leaving at 1030. And my mother-in-law, who's downstairs in the in the garage area, um, like opens the door. She's like, hey, Dustin, come down. So I go down and, uh, and I walk down there and she and she and Wes are there and they're like, do you want the you want the vice? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with the vice like. I've always wanted the vice, you know, they're like, okay, you can have it. I was like, yes. I was like, thank you so much. I was like, this, <laughs> this vice will get so much love like on the channel to be restored, which we're I definitely planning on doing, doing a restoration. And, and, uh, yeah, so, so it was cool. So they helped me take it off and we were just talking about all the stuff and, and Wes is within a couple years of retiring as well. So he's, his plan is once he retires and he'll kind of go down there and he'll really go through stuff and sell a bunch of it. And, you know, like, just kind of slowly work his way through it all. But we went yeah. through some stuff and, you know, I helped him look around and we kind of opened some boxes and we're looking at stuff and he's talking about stuff and I'm talking about stuff. And, you know, I got a couple other tools and things and we were coming back. We had all the car packed and we were carrying all of Dave's and Howard's stuff. So we couldn't really take that much, but I did bring the, the bullet vice back and, uh, kind of instantly did some research on it and found out that it's from June uh, June 30th, 1954. That's when it was made, that one. So 
pretty sweet. I mean, that's that's older than both Wes and my mother-in-law, Betsy. Um, so Wes was born in 50... I think he was born in 57, maybe, 56 or 57. And then um, my mother-in-law was born in 59. So this would have been the vice that, like, their father bought before they were born, you know, in 1954. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so got that and a couple other small tools and things and and uh, a box of like a, a box of this wooden cool wooden like um crate that's full of uh painting supplies and things which is kind of funny i was like yeah, i'll take that it's cool you know a bunch of paintbrushes and stuff i'm always looking for paintbrushes when i'm doing finishing or whatnot so mm. a bunch of old paintbrushes and i had like a sprayer you looked at it, it had that kind of sprayer gun mm-hmm. paint sprayer mm-hmm. and you know, a whole bunch of random stuff so i got that and um and yeah, so we had headed out, took Dave and Howard to the airport. Everything went fine there. We're driving home, and so we decided to go the kind of back way. And so instead of going, um, you know, the way we come from the Outer Banks is up through Virginia, past Williamsburg, Virginia, and then over to Richmond, and then north. That's normally the way. That's the fastest way along ninety five. But mm-hmm. it was kind of a nice day, and so I was like, well, let's just take the back way. Let's go you know, over to Norfolk and then we'll just head north from there up through like through Virginia and up into Maryland, you know, Western shore of the Bay and kind of wind our way through. Um, with my intent was to stop at antique stores on the way and look for stuff. <laughs> so we did, we went and actually ended up stopping at two places. One was like a bigger indoor, indoor market. So I walked around that and with, didn't find anything there. And then we stopped at this other cool place, which was like, a it was an outdoor market but it was uh, kind of half indoor, half outdoor. And this whole little like town that almost felt like it had been, it's made to look like kind of a Western town, you know? So there's like these like wooden signs, but they're all these small, it's all like single story little buildings that are side by side in these little streets and stuff that all connect together. And it's definitely like very run down, you know, lots of yeah. stuff with just rusting all over the place, which is the perfect place to go pick, you know? So I was like, Oh, this is great. Right. You know, right. it was Sunday at like three o'clock. So it was like, things are winding down. People were like wrapping stuff up, but so I walk around for maybe 20 minutes or half an hour and I walk into this one little shop and I find an ax. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> found a Kelly wood slasher, unmarked Kelly wood slasher, but it, you know, uh, Jersey with a lot of tons of bevel and everything like not, not a ton of, uh, grinding off of it. So, got it for seven dollars there you go can't beat that so yeah so i came away with a wilton bullet vice and a kelly wood slasher and a box of painting supplies and some other random little tools and stuff (laughs) so yeah after all that craziness of everything you know this whirlwind weekend we uh got back and and then this past week has been really nice so um a little bit more relaxed uh still kind of you know all over the place but um yesterday and the day before I had a little bit of free time more than normal. So I got to hang both of the axes that I've been working on for the last couple of weeks. Um, so that I was really happy with that. The one is, uh, one's, um, a, uh, what is it? It's a craftsman, uh, Dayton pattern that I put in some phantom bevels and cleaned up, sharpened that one up super nice. And then got that on a, on a nice handle. And then the second one is, um, is a Kelly uh, Connecticut pattern, an old one that has a really good like uh, splitting profile. That one's for uh, Daniel Donnelly. So 
that one I got on a beautiful handle. The handle that I put that one was a hickory handle, and the the grain is not great as far as like good grain for axe handles because it's it's not perpendicular to the axe head. It's somewhat parallel or parallel or somewhat. It's not parallel to the axe eye. It's somewhat perpendicular, and there's a lot of grain run out. But it has this beautiful like heartwood and sapwood and just like gorgeous, gorgeous color to it and really nice shape. I spent like a ton of time just um, modifying the handle, like, you know, grinding every part of it to make it thinner and make the, 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 um, the palm swell at the end, like really nice and fit in and the head fits really well. The wedge, I took a ton of time getting the wedge, you know, shaped along with the eye, the top of the eye or the top of the axe handle to shape everything. So that way when I put the wedge in, the wedge would be really even all the way, you know, because if you're not like kind of careful, the the wood in the top of the eye, you know, in different areas where that's touching, it's, it's going to expand more or less depending on the shape of the eye outside of it. So to compensate for that, some areas where there's not a lot of space for the wood, the wood on the top of the eye to move. When you put the wedge in, you have to remove more wedge, more wood from the eye or more wood from the wedge, you know, so it's kind of going back and forth and kept testing and testing and got that in. And it's like, it's just perfect. Super happy with it. So really nice. nice. I got those both, both all uh, hung and cleaned up and one's ready to go out. The other one for, uh, Daniel Donnelly, I have to, um, I'm going to make a sheath for that. So a mask for that one and get them on the road. So yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a good kind of whirlwind week, but really nice to be able to get some stuff done that I've been wanting, wanting to get done. And we got the, the bevels cut in <laughs> and we got the, the blade heat treated <laughs> tonight. And yeah, so yesterday, heat yeah. So yesterday I did the heat treat. Um, I meant to do it two days ago, but was it yesterday I did the heat treat? Yeah. So I meant to do it two days ago, right. but then when I when I went to grab the GoPro to, to shoot it, the, the batteries were, both batteries were close to dead. So while charging them, I also realized that we didn't have any tripod mounts for the GoPro. So mm-hmm. I was like, crap. So I was like, all right, well, let me charge the batteries, and I'll see if I can make it work with something else. And I wasn't super happy with it. So I was like, all right, well, I'll wait till tomorrow. I'll wait till Wednesday. So that Wednesday, you know. Had, I had I was working from home on Wednesday and had some time to work on the axes and stuff and then uh, went out and came home later and was going to do the heat treat in the evening and because uh, I had ordered through Amazon Prime to get this GoPro uh, tripod mounting you know brackets or whatever so I ordered them but they didn't come in time so I was like well now I got to do the heat treat I have to do it like I got to get it done because we're planning on filming you know today and right. doing more stuff so so I did end up just using my um, cell phone. Um, the mount, the tripod cell phone holder that you had gotten, which actually works really nice. So I just clamped, yeah. the, clamped the sideways jaws that you know, are kind of the rubber, <laughs> rubberized. I just clamped them on both sides of the GoPro and was able to get it to work and use the tripod and set it up. And so it's kind of cool. It's the first time I have done any filming on my own, you know, without you <laughs> here, <laughs> which was, you know, a different perspective to think about points of view and composition and stuff and you know, it's not the greatest, but it's all time lapse and just a few little shots of like the quench and stuff. So it was yeah. nice. While I was like, I was like doing all the um the te- the normalizing cycles and the gas was running really well. Right as I started the forge, it like started to die. So I grabbed my other tank, which felt like it had plenty in it. So I was like doing all the normalizing cycle. It was going perfectly. And then when I went in for my last heat, my quench heat, the gas started running out. So I was like. <laughs> 
burning really hot. And then it would like, I could hear it going down and going down. I'm like, ah, so then I grabbed the tank and I'm <laughs> shaking the tank. So that way more propane, you know, get it like burning hot again and do it and shake the tank some more and keep going. And just like, just give me just enough to get this blade back up to heat, you know, the red heat so I can quench it. <laughs> and I got there and uh, <laughs> tested it, you know, it was all demagnetized and nice, good, even heat and quenched it and pulled it out. And it was really straight, which is just so such a big relief because that the heat treating, especially with like, you know, in a forge, it's all less precise. And then, you know, just the quench and something that long and, you know, the chances of it warping are so high that, you know, it's always the most stressful part of knife making is the, is the heat treatment and the quench because that's when you can yeah. really go awry. So I quenched it and it was perfect, nice and straight. And I just clamped in between some angle iron after quenching it just to keep it steady and then uh, tempered it and came out great. Super happy with it. And then today, yeah, we, uh, yeah we did some bevel grinding, which is awesome. Yeah, cool hopefully we're only a couple days of shooting left. Yep, and that'll that'll be coming up in April. Yep, we'll be so putting a that out for sure. Then, yeah, then that'll give you know hopefully give you a week and a half or two weeks to do editing and whatnot, get it ready to go for the yeah uh, for the dagger challenge coming up. Yes. Um. Before we go, I me mean, if you have other stuff to talk about, that's fine. But I had two. I dreamt two ideas that were both kind of weird. I'm going to tell you about them. Sure. All right. <laughs> one was a one was a, a really long video. Okay. Like an all day video. So we do a video that's literally I think and I looked it up actually when I woke up. I was like, is that even possible? I think they max out at twelve hours. You can do a twelve hour video. So we okay. shoot <laughs> we shoot a video that is a whole day of doing something. Right. So you set up a whole day and you do <laughs> the longest video and you, you play it out as that, you know, we, we yeah, you advertise right. that like That's all right. day, blah, blah, blah. And it's not necessarily on camera, but obviously there'd be a lot of GoPro and yeah. Right. And then we charge stuff up and then a couple hours would go by and then we'd have the equipment charged up. We'd shoot stuff normally <laughs> and then we'd have GoPro footage and like eating dinner and, but you could plan it out where, you make breakfast with something or outside or then you come in and you work on something and it could be like you do a leather sheath for something and then you come in and you hang an ax and then you go eat lunch outside and you talk about, you know, so we could, we could if we wanted, (laughs) yeah, if we wanted to plan an actual day and then so people could just have it run throughout their day. You could turn on a YouTube video and, and just let it run going. for 12 <laughs> hours and just hang out. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> It'd be I, relatively it would, easy to edit. You know, you just kind of put yeah, them. Just, it's just well, a timestamp. You just put them all together. Yeah. You know, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, this one's done here. This one's done here. You know, I guess we could do a little, what are they called? The mortar. What are the board things called? You snap it, you know? The movie things. Yeah, the clappers or boards. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Do that with um, timestamps, you know, <laughs> so right. you know, get them together. And we could, yeah, we could shoot for a little bit more than that if we wanted. You know, if it was, we could probably shoot from like 9 a.m. to like 12 at night or something. Yeah. So you'd have more than 12, then we know we could edit it down. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? 
um, you know, at the end of the night, obviously you have a fire and drinks and stuff, and you could, <laughs> you could, right. Talk you could have chat. like a live stream or something, you know. At yeah, the end. right. I don't know. Yeah, get that on a lot. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> but um, that's cool. I like it. That sounds like a fun idea. You know, like yeah. yeah. So I mean, it'd be, be novel a twelve-hour video. Like yeah, you don't right. see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know how long it would take to upload. We might have to we we might have to make that one 1080 instead of 4K. I, I don't know. Yeah, right. Or it could be like um, video. Like it starts at 10 and ends at. Or maybe like uh, 11 to, or no, let's see, 10 to 10. So 10 in the morning to 10 at night. And you get the whole 12 hours. So that way, like, mm-hmm. if people are, like, you know, watching it, they might start, you start the video at 10 o'clock during the day and then watch it until 10 <laughs> at night, have it going. So it's like you're lined up at the same time as the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hang out with it. Um, yeah, we have to timestamp that, that one. Be like, <laughs> at this yeah. point, at five hours and forty minutes, we, you know, hang out and shoot bow and arrows. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, right, right. So you so plan activities. Yeah, right. Yeah. You could have visitors come in. Yeah. Chat about stuff. Well, that's a good idea. Have come, have people come and visit. Like, you bring Alex down from Outdoors Fifty Five, and <laughs> right. Sean could come over and <laughs> get some other people. Fire knives over in Middle River. Have right, you could even have a podcast in the middle of it. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> See, we're, we're filling up That's the schedule crazy. now. <laughs> we could have tons of ads in that video, <laughs> and end end with a Four Brothers podcast or something. Yeah, I like it. That's wild. But anyway, so that was one, and then the other, <laughs> it's totally different. Is a um, you know that cartoon Mave watches Bluey? Yep. I don't know if you've ever seen it, or, no. or I mean, I've seen at it. Any, I guess, yeah, yeah. Parents, or you know, young parents in the, in the last few years, this show Bluey is really, really good. Uh, just I don't know. It's it's really funny, and uh, it's all about like playing games and let's make up games, like keeping kids off their phones and stuff. Right. Yep. And and they're all Australian, so it's just funny accents oh, nice. everywhere, you know. <laughs> Um, but, but anyway, so that had been floating in my brain cause I hear it every day, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> so bluey <laughs> and, and for some reason I dreamt that we made a bluey wallet. So you just have the character <laughs> of bluey on the front and you have all the colors of, so there's, yeah. they're like really bright sky blue and a dark blue. And then you could have the eyebrows sticking above it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily something we do, but it is leather work and you know, maybe you'd have some, yeah. People. Oh, and then I did. I also I researched that, and I saw that Bluey Instagram. They they repost things that people made Bluey. So oh, you never know. Yeah. Maybe do that. A, a kid friendly leather wallet video. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, it's like any. It's still. It's making something, and and mm-hmm. makers of all ages are obviously welcome on the channel. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, it's a clean okay. channel. Yeah. The Bluey wallet. Yeah, that would be kind of fun to like get some you know leather dyes to like do right some do bright really colors, bright because you know? that's hard right with leather you... you know with real leather to get like some really good bright colors so that would be a fun experiment yeah let me I'll send you the uh... I have to use some really white leather you know real right light. real yeah yeah I mean you could even well I guess you wouldn't want to paint unless you painted the whole thing white right. 
nah, you know, yeah, that's that's the fun, right? Is to try to like dye it the try right to color. Dye it. There are tons of colors, you know, dyes, and there, you know, you can get like, like, um, uh, what's his, uh, um, Killinger does like really awesome green, like the super nice green leather, you know. So, um, I know there's like that is one of the, uh, you know, somebody who does some really good dye. And then there's obviously like tons of great colored dyes, you know, because there's tons of great colored leather all over from everything. But, right. But that's, so, yeah, I just sent, know it, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I sent you the picture of it. It's just obviously it's just a cartoon dog, but very bright. Bluey. Yeah. Blue, blue, dark blue, tan. Yeah. He's, he's got a leather face snout, so that's that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or right, leather exactly. colored, leather colored snout. snout. Yeah. Bluey. The head or whatever, you know. Yeah, just the head with the cartoon eyes and the nose, like. Yeah. Anyway, those are the ideas I dreamt. So maybe we can. That's down the road. So you literally dreamt both of those ideas, like, in a dream. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about videos, but not dreaming them. (laughs) I dreamt some. I was thinking it'd be cool to do a ski and do after we do the Dirk, you know, to follow up with like another Scottish Irish theme, yeah. you know, knife. Yeah. Cause I have, I have that, um, I have that piece of Damascus from, uh, the guy, what's his name? Um, uh, Aaron creative company, Matthew Aaron. He sent me a piece of Damascus. He actually made it for me. So, oh, yeah. um, maybe I'll, I was thinking that'd be kind of cool to do like a, the ski and do with the Damascus. And then I could do like another carved handle. It'd be fun. So we'll see. Cool. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, um, recommendations. Uh, let's see. I have my recommendation this week is um, for Taylor Grinds. So um, Taylor Grinds is actually on, on Instagram at Taylor Grinds, all one word. Um, he has actually done quite a few of the. Um, the uh, what's it called the um, whiskey river trading company they do he does the um the artists collaboration so i'll have like a bunch of different artists work on work on a bunch of product and then sell it through uh, the whiskey river trading company website and so nice. brandon will actually play will pay everybody all the different like artisans up front to do their work so that way like as a maker you're not making and then hoping to sell you're like he'll pay for your work and then, you know, and then he'll, he'll pay, then he'll sell on his website, you know? Right. So, um, his whole thing is like putting, getting all these different makers together to do the work. And so Taylor grinds is one of the guys who he uses, I think often to do like grinding bevels and also hanging axes. So, um, he does some really beautiful work, but the reason, the specific reason why I wanted to shout him out was because he just posted yesterday a picture of a, um, a, a small kitchen knife that he made out of a pair or out of half of a pair of antique um, sheep shears. You ever see like mm. antique sheep shears at the at flea markets or whatever at, you know, vintage stores where it's like two so, shears yeah. and then like the spring part that keeps them apart is like a, is like a half circle at the end that's attached yeah. to both sides. Yeah. So he took one of those, cut it off. And then, so it's like this kind of half round hand, excuse me, handle that then is attached to the shears um so it's all steel and he took a piece of like antique micarta and and fit it into that half round handle so there's like metal along the spine 
of or along the back of the handle and then the 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 antique myocarditis inside that half round piece of you know half round tube of handle and then um he just like reground and polished the blade to make this like really beautiful um innovative you know kitchen knife so super super cool i was uh very inspired and so i want to shout him out super nice so check out uh taylor grinds on instagram and again that's at taylor grinds g-r-i-n-d-s uh, all one word cool yeah has some really like great knives and axes and all sorts of good stuff so he's uh, a man after my own heart <laughs> <laughs> although he did i did see um I was looking back through some of his posts today and there's a post that he was talking about the uh, Axe and Iron podcast, which is Roy Scott and uh, Chris Cash. And, um, mm-hmm. and he mentioned on, he posted on the, on his page about that one of their podcasts. And he was like, he said something like, this is one of the only two podcasts I, I can, I can like make myself listen to. <laughs> so I was like, ah, well, you know, I'll shout him out on our podcast. It's okay. <laughs> but I forget what he said. The other one was like some a knife something podcast. But um, but yeah, well, maybe he's never listened to our podcast. Maybe he hasn't. So I will. Or uh, it was a really wonky learn. audio version of one of them, and he was annoyed by. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is completely understandable. <laughs> it happens. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's it. I mean, I did. I kind of did one. I'll just say if you haven't seen if you haven't seen John Adams, go watch that. Gotcha. On HBO, I don't have anybody uh, specific on. Um, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, like I said, I've seen I've yeah. seen a few uh, parts of a few episodes, but nice. I haven't seen the whole thing. Yeah, watch it. Watch it from the beginning. It gives you a good full, a good full look at it, and uh, it's it's one of the best series on HBO. So. Awesome, nice. Well, last the last time you recommended me to watch a series, it was Deadwood. So I think I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll trust you. All right, <laughs> that's one of the best shows ever made. So, oh, uh, Deadwood, yeah, that's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, that's right. I'm watching the um, the Last Kingdom right now. That's I'm really into it. It's really good. I like I said, I read nice. I read a bunch of the books from Cormac. Cormac something. I forget his name. Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not it. Is it. No? No, isn't that On the Road? That's On the Road, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's somebody, it's it's Cormac something or something like that. But, yeah, I was, I was actually at the library one day and just happened to see the book cover. And I guess it was, it must have been, I think the first season had just come out because the cover of the book when I was at the library was the actors from the show. I was like, oh, that's oh, yeah. cool. Um, so I read that first book and then I read like five of the books and then I, then, you know, after that I ended up going back and watching, um, a couple of seasons of the show and then kind of put it aside for quite a few years and then just recently I started rewatching it again. And it's really good. It's fun. Nice. Yep. Cool. All right. All right. Well, that was good. So I gave you guys my whole late, like laid out the whole craziness <laughs> of that last weekend. And, uh, yeah, it was, that'll be definitely be in the title of this one. Yeah. yeah. When we got, uh, when we got there, we were like, you know, we we're starting to tell the story and, you know, because obviously everyone who was at the house had heard that Howard had lost his ID and that's why Nicole had to come over and pick us up. 
But then we're like, they're like, how'd that work out? We're like, oh, we told him, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, but wait, there's more. You know, it's like, and then they wouldn't <laughs> let him go to the hotel. But wait, there's more. You know, they kept being like the more and more stuff. I was like, jeez. Howard was like, this just isn't my time. I think George is trying to tell me I shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept being like, for the rest of the weekend, I'd be like, all right, where's Howard? Because he was at the hotel. He's like the only, you know, he was the only family member that wasn't staying either right in the house or like Nicole and I and her brother were next door at the, the neighbor's house. So we were like, so I kept like making sure he was there, you know, like I'd text him in the morning be like, you want me to come pick you up? You know, I was like, you need to be over here with family. Cause otherwise he's just going to be like, ah, so stressed out about the whole weekend, you know? Right. But, uh, but it was all good. And he was able to get back through, uh, through all TSA and everything fine without his ID to get back home. So, Okay. I guess with them, you know, if you give them a heads up and you let them know that you don't have your ID, they'll, they, he said basically like when they went in security, he brought him aside, they brought him aside and like checked all his information, you know, and then was, were able to pull up his information on their system, you know, with his picture ID, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then once they did that, then they basically walk him through security because he doesn't have his ID, right? So then they go through with him and, you know, make sure he goes through. Yeah. Goes through. So, so they, they, that is a, that is a, it's a pain when you're a pain when you're flying going through TSA yeah. and customs. Yeah, right. You have like all your most valuable things just out in your hand, right? Obviously, after you're, when you're not flying when you're flying between states, it's not. But you know, out yeah. of country, so you got like your ID, your passport, your ticket, like everything in the world you need for the next whatever yeah. is all kind of out in your hand, and you're also carrying bags and it's 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 never good. Yeah, exactly. You're putting everything down, taking our ID, you know, putting it on the right. computer, about picking up, putting it back on with your belt and your shoes. Take and, your belt. Oh, it's it's terrible. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, during those process, I remember just constantly checking, constantly, constantly, constantly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. ID, ticket, passport. Yeah. ID, ticket, passport. ID. <laughs> that's like when Nicole picked me up. She was like, "Ah, oh, Howard lost his ID." I was like, you "Can't blame him for that, though." I was like, "That's uh-huh. if you're gonna lose your ID, that's the place to lose it, right?" It's like because right. it's so in and out of your hands and. But the yeah, thing that yeah. he like, he lost it in at BWI, so he like flew out of, um, Logan or something, or flew out of uh, like Manchester or something like that, and then had a layover in BWI, but I guess it was like a long enough layover that they had to go back through security or something. Cause uh, at some, yeah, somehow another... he lost his ID at BWI. I was like, Oh man. Oh, uh, that's another guy. bad thing about layovers. Uh, yeah. It's more, right. and uh, more issues could pop up. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's tough, but, but know. it was all good. So everybody made it. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, Devin. And, uh, and bring everybody along the ride and the art of craftsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> Some weeks are more interesting than others, and sometimes we have fun stories, and sometimes we just talk about what we've done. So this week was a little bit of both. <laughs> and if you want to support us here on the Art of Craftsmanship or over on the, our YouTube channel, you guys can go over to patreon.com slash the art of craftsmanship and support us there. Um, we do have some, you know, some low price categories for support as well as some higher price categories and anybody who's helping us at any level over there, we really, really appreciate it. So thank you all so much for our, our patrons who do help us out. And if you want to become a patron, you can head over there and join through patreon.com. Um, also make sure you head over to YouTube and follow us there. Uh, subscribe and like, and check out our videos the Art of Craftsmanship, and then you can follow us both on Instagram at The Art of Camera Guy and The Art of Craftsmanship. And get a little bit more behind the scenes of what's going on in the shop. And that is that. All right, Devin, 
always a pleasure. So long. Everybody else, thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time.